Welcome to the Path to Excellence podcast, where real men are doing real work and getting real results. And today, myself and Anthony Migliorino are co-hosting, and we have our first guest. We have a member of FOE with us live today, and his name is Tim Regal. He has been in the fraternity for several years. He's the editor-in-chief of our weekly newsletter. He holds many roles and is very well-known inside the fraternity. Perfect first guest to have on. So, Tim, thanks for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm honored to be first. Well-deserved. Couldn't think of anyone else to be first. <laughs> nah, there's uh, many people vying for the title, but you got it. You're here today. And uh, Anthony said, you know, he wanted John first. So, Oh, hell yeah, I did. Of course, brother. Now, it's good to see you. Great to have this discussion. I look forward to understanding uh, a lot about you and why you joined a fraternity insights on what you've gotten out of the group and you know that's the message we want to push is how we can help other men to experience and see what we've gotten out of this group i think that's mm-hmm. going to be very helpful that's the whole point here you know we're, we're doing this podcast and we've mentioned it on the previous shows we're kind of trying to give people a look inside why this works why men need a group why you're able to make progress working with other guys and i know you'll be able to speak to that so uh tell us a little bit about why you joined maybe where you were and uh, how's it, how it's gone so far? Yeah, so I've been in, in FOE for uh, since 2020. So it'll be um, a little over three years, I think, now. Um, I had been uh, kind of Twitter friends with, with Zach for quite a while. Um, and he had invited me into FOE several times. And for some dumb reason, I don't know why, I just never, <laughs> never took the plunge. But I, I was immediately glad I did. Um, kind of where I was at in my, my life at that point, I was coming off. Hey, Tim, uh, sorry. Can, yeah. can you tell me why you were hesitant to join? Mm. Um, I think at first it was, there were probably two reasons at first. One was, um, financial where, you know, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to, um, commit financially. And, and I, and that's only, it wasn't because of the cost It's because at that point I didn't quite understand the value. Um, I think we do a much better job now of communicating the value of FOE before someone joins FOE. And, and part of the point of this podcast and this, and this group is to do exactly that. Um, back then it, unless you kind of knew some of the guys personally, it was hard to understand that until you actually joined. Dude, this is unbelievable. Anthony as a co-host just jumps right there. I was going to let you talk for like three minutes and be like, can we circle back? <laughs> they interrupted me. Yeah. Can we circle That's back on why? So, you know, yeah. The, the, the other reason I guess would be, and, and this is something a lot of guys go through in FOE. It's something I had to go through too. And that is the hesitancy to be vulnerable and accountable to other men. And that's something where I was still struggling with um, not just putting out to the world the highlight reel of my life. You know, and once I joined FOE, I was able to realize that I'm never going to grow unless I show the... um, you know, instead of showing the sports center top 10, I had to show the sports center not top 10, <laughs> you know, and, and that's how we grow. And so those were kind of, I think, my two um, hesitations going into it. 
which were blown out of the water the first two days I was in the fraternity. Um, I'm really glad you brought that up because I can even remember hesitating years ago. And I feel like there's a lot of people on the edge of joining, but they're just uncertainty, hesitation. That was a good example. I didn't think about that. They're hesitant to show their flaws. And that's probably a big one. You know, um, I'm really glad you brought that up. And that's kind of why we're, we created the Facebook group Path to Excellence. And we're doing this podcast because I want to help people get inside and and start doing the work. So you found Zach originally on Twitter. That's a lot of people's story. And then you, you did. So he got you over the hump or you just decided like, Hey, it's worth it. Let's uh, take a rip at it. Yeah. At that point it was kind of like, um, now or never. Um, and I needed to make some changes in my life, um, for the positive. At that point, I had already made the biggest positive change in my life, which was overcoming my, um, addiction to pornography and sex. And I've, that's kind of what I, um, you know, what, what got me onto the kind of the Twitter journey and how I first connected with Zach and all that. And his book, 31 Days of Masculinity, was a huge catalyst in me making that change in my life and overcoming my addiction. I, I credit that as the, one of the turning points in turning my life around was 31 DTM. Um, so through that and then through knowing Zach on Twitter, I realized I, I can't just be content with stopping doing something that I'd never been doing in the first place. Like I, you know, I'm proud that I was able to overcome that addiction and the guys that I help now overcome that addiction. It's something to be proud of that you overcame it. But really all you're doing is getting back to square one. You're just getting out of the negative, getting out of the red, and now you need to go into the black. And so that's what I was looking for when I joined FOE. It's like, okay, I got stop the bad things. Now let's make some progress forward. That's a great point. I can relate as, um, you know, someone who's been sober for eight and a half years, I see other people and they really make it their whole identity. You know, I'm, I'm sober now, but really sober is just a a platform to build on. You know, if you just stay there, then there's no growth. So it's cool to put it that way. Yeah. So I'll say that I remember when Tim joined (laughs) and I remember the first time I met him, right? We, we had a a odd experience, uh, shared a rental car to a meetup driving through the ghetto, (laughs) but to to hear him talk about what he's he's done and what he's going through and you know this is common inside the fraternity this is what we see often and i want to point that out that there's men who they're going about life and they think that they have things figured out they're not completely happy or they're they might be unsure of where they're going and then you come into the group and you start to talk about yourself you start to talk about your life your experiences what you're facing what you're not dealing with and you have other men who help you build yourself up Right. You have to ultimately do the work. But watching Tim go through this, right, we've had many conversations about um, obviously about parenting, uh, being a better dad, fixing his marriage, um, just all these things I've seen him done throughout the years. And then you think he's just one man inside the group. There's many men who are going down the same path. So it's it's cool to have him on here. And it's great that he can put his story into real life and let other men know that what he went through, why he might not have joined originally, right? Those fears that he was facing mm-hmm. about being vulnerable, putting himself out there. But what a feeling, man, when you really let go of the bullshit and you start to show people who you are and then you get growth and that betters your life. And then now you just have this momentum that you carry with you. That's what we want to bring to to everybody, right? Every man who's going to hear this video will join the group. I think it's awesome, brother. So we see your your Twitter account. You talk a lot about porn online. And um, 
it seems appears like you have a lot of clients are, are those clients non foe guys i assume like what is leading people to porn and why are they becoming dependent on it yeah i would say um the, the majority of of my clients are, are non foe guys mm-hmm. um i've had foe guys become my clients and i've had clients become foe guys but kind of both ways um, one of the things about being an FOE is guys see we bring our problems to the table. And we talk all the time about FOE. We have a guy for that. And a lot of guys bring their problems to the table. You know, I'm the guy to bring the problem to if you're struggling with porn and sexual addiction. Um, you know, Jeff, you're kind of the, the guy, the real estate guy. There's other guys who are, you know, Anthony's the fatherhood guy. There's other guys that are fitness guys. There's, you know, all these different guys to do all that. I've kind of that kind of found my niche in, in, in that role. And so it's, it's kind of come both ways. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with both inside and outside of the fraternity as far as why porn has gotten so bad. I mean, it's just, we, we become such a hyper-sexualized culture and it's become so easily accessible to young men at a young age. Um, you guys are, a little bit older than me, no offense. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, it was when we were teenagers, it was a lot harder to get access to. You know, not every 10-year-old has, has, you know, one of these in their pocket. You know, they, you know, we at least had to try a little bit harder to, to, to see it. And, and, and some of that is a natural boy thing, just a curiosity sort of thing. Um, but what happens is men are getting hooked on it at such a young age and the problem is is that it isn't becoming just you know an innocent thing of a 13 year old boy rubbing one out every once in a while which is just natural part of life and 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 puberty and maturity they're becoming addicted to it and and they're becoming addicted to it i'll say medically and scientifically where they're becoming addicted to the dopamine rush but they're also becoming addicted to it emotionally and where they use it as an escape. They use it as a coping mechanism. That time of your life when you're a preteen teenager, so many things are happening in your life, biologically as well as sociologically and, and, and family and, and school and all those different things. These young boys don't have a way to, they're not learning how to properly cope with those emotions, with those feelings, with with some of the trauma that's happening to them. Um, and it can be major trauma. I work with a lot of men who are sexually abused or physically abused, emotionally abused, and some that, some that weren't, but you're going through all these things and they're learning to use porn and sex as a coping mechanism to do that. So it becomes their way of escaping or of running away from negative emotions and feelings. And then that just continues throughout life and it becomes what they run to all the time. And it never, never goes away so let me clarify for the audience you're not just the porn addiction guy you're also the grooming guy with the perfect hair and you're the you're you're the guitarist who plays guitar with his family but let me ask you one question with the porn people with the people that you have success with from turning to addiction to free of addiction do you see any overlap in the characteristics what makes someone a winner able to overcome um their addiction yeah two things uh i would say that that lead to overall success um, one is the willingness, kind of what we talked about, the willingness to vulner, be vulnerable and the willingness to deal with the core issues. 
porn addiction, I say all the time, porn addiction is not about pleasure. It's about pain. You have to discover what the true cause is. What are those deep-seated wounds, those deep-seated emotions that you're running away from, that you're trying to hide from, trying to cope with? You have to understand that is it's not just a bad habit that you can just break. You know, it's not just um, something that you can just, you know, oh, I'm just going to try harder. You know, you really have to get to the root cause. And that's why so many guys struggle because they think it's just a bad habit and you can just, you know, mindset your way out of it. And you can't. You need to dive deep into your inner self and figure out what that root cause is. Um, I talk about, I use this example a lot. And, and, and you can maybe relate to this, Jeff, too. You know, an alcoholic, it's a moment like a lot of alcoholics do where they, they say, I'm done, and they pour the booze down the drain. Well, that's great. That takes away that temptation. You know, it, it gets rid of that. But it doesn't deal with why you went to drinking in the first place. And that's the same thing with porn. Like, you can get rid of everything. You can put blockers on your devices. You can have all these sort of things. But if you don't deal with what's really causing it at the core level, you're never going to find freedom from it. So that's what it takes. Number two, just like anything else, it takes determination to never give up. The guys that commit to working on it, that put in the hard work to do it, are the ones that find success. The guys that work with me, that find success, are the ones that keep going even when it's hard. It's like losing weight. If you're trying to lose 20 pounds and you give up before you lose five, you're not going to get very far. But once you start, stick with it long enough to start seeing those pounds come off the scale, once you stick with fighting porn addiction enough to start seeing some success and you get through those stumbling blocks when you first come out of the gate, then you start seeing that progress. You start building momentum. Then it becomes easier and stronger and, and you, you stack up those wins and are able to find success. So it's, it's those two main things, dealing with the core issue and the determination not to give up and to keep fighting. I would sure. say the best part about being sober for me that I would like to tell people if they're at the beginning is after a long time, if you do address the core issues, it becomes effortless. I never think about drinking. I never want to drink. And I hope it's right. the same for porn. I imagine there's a lot of overlap in, in the addictions, but I'm sure Anthony has some thoughts on pain and, and running from pain and that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just curious. You know, it, it seems like we have all these addictions. There's all these faults that we have, these coping mechanisms that we use to mm -hmm to deal with life. And I would, I would imagine porn is very similar, right? To alcohol, to drugs, to anything right. that's really taking you away from being who you truly are, right? It, it's, it's putting on a mask, it's numbing yourself, uh, not really facing or dealing with the, the life in front of you. So I would definitely say that, you know, from an alcoholic standpoint, if, if you cut alcohol out, your life is going to progress after that. Do you find the same thing with porn addicts? If, once men start to, to break that bad habit and create better habits in their life, does that transcend to all other areas? Oh, absolutely. Um, and kind of just like I talked about my journey before, like it, it brought me back to square one and, and allowed me to do these other things, you know, because it's not just that you're doing a bad thing. It's a bad thing that's allowing, not allowing you to do good things. So guys that quit porn, obviously, the you know, they're, uh, relationships improve, their mental health improves. You're not under that fog. And I mean, porn is known to cause depression and anxiety and, and, and all those type of things. A lot of guys get back into shape because they're not wasting so much energy on it. 
Um, they're able to just see the world so much clearer. They're able to reconnect with people. And especially when you deal with those deep-seated wounds like I'm talking about, you're able to really connect on an emotional level with other people, with your spouse, with other men, with your family, that you weren't able to when anytime you had a negative emotion, you ran away to porn and sex. Um, so there's so many other areas that it, it just frees you to excel in when it, keep, when it keeps you trapped when you're in it. Yeah. And, and that's why I ask, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious about the severity. So I can say if you're a crystal meth head, right, you're going to mess up your life. There's going to be some hard right. times. And I don't think yeah. people see the same connection with porn. So I, I just wanted to understand what you see and your perspective on it as far as these men are really messing up their lives, right? They're, they're unmotivated. They have fears um, of maybe talking to women or being in a relationship and and really mm -hmm. being assertive, being who they really should be. So they fall back on this. And that really damages who you are, damages your relationships yeah. with with people, obviously with women, but also with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really, because there's no rejection with porn. And that's what, what a lot of guys issue is with it, that they, a lot of times their wound, like I was talking about, is they face some sort of rejection. Maybe they got dumped by a girl or, or got cheated on or, or their wife left them or something like that. And so deep inside, they fear rejection. Well, there's no fear of rejection with porn. You know, she's never going to say no. She's never going to think, you, you know, you're not sexy enough. You're not strong enough. You're not man enough. You know, a lot of men deal with those issues of, of rejection and fear of not being good enough and, and all these things. And there's none of that with porn. It's just this easy welcoming you with open arms type of thing. But it's kind of like that, you know, the old cartoons that had the desert oasis, you know, with all the water and stuff and you get there and it's gone. You know, that's what porn's like. It promises all that, all those things. It promises intimacy. It promises acceptance. And it provides none of it. The Path to Excellence podcast is not just meant to be listened to. You got to get involved. Jump in the Facebook group, Path to Excellence, our private, free Facebook community, which is your look inside of the fraternity of excellence where we're doing the work. Join Path to Excellence on Facebook today. Well, this conversation is a great example of just one of like a million resources we have inside. When you do have an issue with porn, you got to look in the mirror. You got to get over it. Like, let's let's time to it's time to move on. So, yep. another great thing. But for you personally, um, outside of the coaching and and your main career, what what's been the best part of joining? Like, what can you cite inside as being the biggest improvement? I know I have a personal list. Like, what is it for Tim? For me, the, the biggest thing that FOE provided is is just this, it sounds cliche, we say this all the time, but the brotherhood. I, I don't know any other way to put it into better words than having this brotherhood behind my back all the time. And being able to have these connections and these friendships and these brothers that I have, that I've been able to connect with on a personal level, on an emotional level. Um, it's not just... Yeah, you can come in FOE and, and, and you can get good advice. But you can get good advice in a lot of places. But in here, you get good advice and you get a man who's going to walk that journey with you. He's not just going to, you know, with me, for example, with the porn, it's not, I'm not just going to give you a couple of points of advice on how to quit. I'm going to walk beside you in that, in that journey. The other guys who are, are fitness guys, they're going to walk behind you with you, encourage you along the way. They're going to sit there 
in your darkest moments. And we've had a lot of guys who've had some dark moments. I've had a lot of dark moments. I've sat here on Zooms with you guys and broke down in tears because of things that were happening in my family. And the men within this group were able to lift me up in those moments, encourage me when I needed it, maybe give me a kick in the ass when I needed it too. But those type of things are those just intangible things that you can't find anywhere else than within a strong brotherhood of men. Awesome. So we've started to do a segment on this young podcast where we uh, go over the highlights, the highlights of the week. Of, and I read your newsletter, which you type up for yeah. us and distribute. So um, if you could remember them, what, what was your highlight for the week? Otherwise, I'll just go off the newsletter. For my personal highlight for the week or no, what's some like of the other the FOE highlights. You know what? I got it right in front of me. I'm putting you on the spot. I should have told you ahead of time. All right. <laughs> Look at this. Top news of the week. Jeff Higgins is officially a full partner in the fraternity of excellence. Ooh. Wow, I'm the top news here. <laughs> right, next next story. Next story. Yeah. Right. Man of the month. We always go through the man of the month. Yep. And I'm not going to call people out individually, but um, we recognize the man of the month, the man who's going to step up. So that was part of the weekly highlights. We announced the face, uh, the Path to Excellence Facebook group, which was the new initiative this week. And then, as always, we have uh, the meetup pictures of men meeting up because, as you were just alluding to, there is real-life meetups. And um, Jerry Adams, oh, which yeah. we do call out personally, has written his book. He's on his book-speaking tour. How cool is that? So that was a big highlight yeah. of the week. Um, more meetups. Um, we had a man win a very big strongman competition. Uh, highlighted that someone presented at a college uh, giving a talk on leadership so lots going on in this week's newsletter great job uh, doing the highlights for us and yeah, um, yeah so much going on um, yeah, yeah there, there's always stuff happening I mean I have the advantage of being the editor-in-chief in the newsletter and I know tomorrow's news before it's out there because I just did the was working on the newsletter for tomorrow that no one has seen yet but yeah, there's awesome things happening all the time. I mean, guys getting together for breakfast, guys um, getting together and, and working out together. There's guys doing jujitsu together. Um, you know, it, it's we're we're not. We say all the time we're not an online fraternity. We're an in-person fraternity of brothers who meets online. You know, and and, and we connect this way. But the real work happens in person when you're. Um, breaking bread with somebody, when you're sitting across the fire with somebody, when you're shaking somebody's hand and giving them a hug, that's the where the real work of this group gets done is, is, is in person. Yeah, you guys are meeting up in June also, right, for another uh, Men of Grit book signing, and then you're going to run a Tough Mudder? Uh, no, and, and next week, next Saturday. Oh, wow. Um, we're, we're, Jerry's having a, a book event here in Pennsylvania, where, uh, not far from where I live. So a bunch of us are getting a half a dozen of us or so are getting together and going to go support Jerry. Then we're staying overnight. And the next day we're going to do a Tough Mudder together. So I love it. Um, yeah. No, and I, I pointed out because right, the, we just ran a Tough Mudder in uh, Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was last month or two months ago. I can't remember. We're doing way too many things, but it's good. And, you know, there's – there's always this element when you join a men's group that it's fierce competition. You always have to be on point. You can't show any weakness. And yeah. there are elements of that, right? We, we went out, we did the race. We were, we, we had a flag football game. It was highly competitive, but I want to point out, um, you know, even prior to joining the group myself, I always saw men. Um, I, I don't want to say as enemies, but other 
like I couldn't, I, I would always have to compete with them. I couldn't let my guard down. I always had to show them, you know, that I was tough and that they were never going to get over yeah. on me. And when I joined the fraternity, um, it, it was more about, like you said, brotherhood, friendship, camaraderie. I, I wasn't making enemies with anybody. Well, not, mm -hmm. not always, right? I do have some enemies. Well, well. <laughs> but that, that was something that was missing from my life. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see it. I didn't have it in the real world. And then, like you said, I joined the fraternity. It's an online community. But I remember my first meetup. I remember my second meetup. Man, those, those memories last in your mind mm -hmm. because they're real. It's authentic. You, you shake hands with these men. You do challenges together. Right. You're actually physically putting yourself out there. You're you're overcoming fears and obstacles. We did last year, we did a, a cave crawl and men were uh, claustrophobic. Yeah. They were scared to go through these tunnels where your your actual back was hitting the ceiling and your stomach was scraping mm -hmm. across the floor. But we did it as a team. I think we, we had 30 guys in that cave. This yeah. is the shit I live for, man. This is why I do what I do to see to, to get men to come together and see them push themselves to become the best version of who they are. That to me, man, right. that is, <laughs> that's a big part of what we do in this crew. Like you said, it's not an online community. We really meet up and, and we get face to face. Yeah. And we deal with the things that, that real men deal with. We, we do those fun things, but at the core of it, it's, it's the things that make up what a true strong man is. I think a lot of people get the idea and there's other groups that are definitely like this, but FOE isn't that, that we're just a group of dudes who gets together and, and, you know, you know, oh, you know, beer and bacon and shooting guns and, you know, beating their chests. And, and we're not live action role-playing masculinity. <laughs> you know, we're not, you know, unfortunately that's what a lot of groups do. They get together and do manly stuff, which is cool. That's fun. But those are, the, the byproducts of, of masculinity, they aren't, they aren't the true core of masculinity. And, and what's great about FOE is, yeah, we're not surface level. We're not just, um, like I said, just kind of a caricature of masculinity. We're, we're actually developing the values, the attributes, the strengths, and correcting the weaknesses of that. And, and a lot of people can be intimidated by it they think that they're going to come into this group and and we're just going to beat them over the head with everything they're doing wrong and call them a wimp and a pussy and all these other things and what's great about foe is we support where there needs support and we challenge where there needs challenge but we're not just going to come and just just shit all over your life and telling you you're a complete worthless loser unless you become exactly like us there are so many diverse types of men within this group where, yeah, we will give you a kick in the ass if you need a kick in the ass. But we're going to do it in love and support and encouragement because we want the best for you. Not just because we want to fit you into some mold of some caricature of, of masculinity. I think it's a great point. And I think it's relevant that if you look at your Twitter profile, you could tell you're very faith-based. And um, your faith is mm -hmm. very important to everything you do. But it hasn't even come up in this conversation because not right. everyone in FOE is driven by faith. However, we do have a strong Christian Brothers component. So the fact that you're able to um, interact with those of strong faith like yourself and then of those who aren't really paying attention to faith does go, it speaks to what you just said. Yeah, there's such great diversity. There's, there's you know, evangelical Christian men like self, myself. You know, there's very, very strong devout Catholics. Um, we have an Anglican priest in FOE. 
Um, we have guys who are into Buddhism and, and Zen and different things like that. I believe we have some Hindus um, and there's guys who are atheists and that's okay. And we can have open, honest discussions without it devolving into some Facebook argument. Like you see, at, emotional at stability, they call that, right? Right, right. <laughs> and, and we're able to have those conversations. Yes, yeah, sometimes they're tough conversations. Um, sometimes they're a little heated conversations. But what they almost never are is disrespectful conversations. And I think that's what's great about FOE is you can come. And I've been challenged on different things. Um, I've been challenged on my own beliefs and, and, and things that I believe are, are true in regards to not just my faith, but other areas of my life, too. Um, but specifically, my faith, we're able to have open discussions. We can bring something up and be like, hey, what do you guys, this is something I was reading in my Bible. What, what do you guys think about this? And it's cool because you'll get a bunch of different um, interpretations. And then you kind of get someone who's nowhere, didn't grow up in the church like I did and isn't active in the church like I am now and get their unique perspective on it too in a way that's, that is productive and not just all oh, you're an idiot for believing in God. It's like, no, this is what my thoughts are and, and bring that to the table. Yeah, no, I love it, man. I've, I've never had more Christian men say that they're going to pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> this fraternity i think it's good man it, it shows appreciation it's good to, to know that other men care about you that they're thinking about you yeah um you know and and that's that shouldn't be seen as a weakness as well right to, to be around yeah. other strong powerful men men who are working on becoming better improving their life their marriage their family their finances whatever the hang-up is and and just knowing that there's other men who are willing to take time to sit down with you and talk to you and help you work things out, even if mm -hmm. they might disagree with you or they, they might have an opposing view on, on politics or religion. It's it's a good feeling, man. It really is to, to just be accepted and say, hey, we're, we're both men, but I need some help with this. And and the other yeah. man looking at you and saying, I got you, brother. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Think about think about if we go full circle to the beginning of this conversation and the hesitation before you join. You have no idea what this is like. You know, it's it's truly something that the three of us understand. And if you're in the group listening, you understand. And if you haven't, think about why you're hesitating. And, um, you know, that's why we're here. So, Anthony, you got any final thoughts? And then throw it to Tim and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, man, not always. I, I think these conversations are important. They're necessary. And uh, the more that we can put men to get you know bring men to get past that vulnerability that fear to to get out of the shadows and start looking at themselves and thinking that they they do not have to accept what happened in the past they are not who they were yesterday right there's always a plan for the future there's always a way to be present and live in the now but you have to take that step we can't make you join we're not going to come to your house and and steal your credit card and, and throw you in a group you have to really understand the power of this you have to understand that mm -hmm. it's one choice you make right a, a monthly subscription is 99 dollars. invest 100 dollars of your money to become a better person to become a better man a better version of yourself try it out see what happens i guarantee you you start connecting with the men in the group you start understanding that everything you thought was a lie right all the fear all the doubt all the inner hatred, that, that little voice, that bitch voice in your mind telling you that you can't do things, that shit goes away because there's men in this group who tell you, I've been there, I've done it, I've overcome it. I get results. My life is improved. That's the message. And every man needs to hear it.
Tim, where can we find you online? Find me a couple different places on all the uh, socials. Uh, mostly Twitter and Instagram is where um, I do most of my work, but Facebook as well. I'm at Timothy Regal, uh, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-R-E-I-G-L-E. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is just timothyregal.com, um, where I have different blog posts. I have my podcast on there, um, all my, my book, uh, Living Porn Free, 10 Steps to Recovery, Redemption, and Renewal, conveniently over my shoulder here. Um, is available on there as well. Uh, so that's where you can, can find me and learn more about what I do. Tim, thanks so much for coming on. Um, it is really cool to see you thriving and improving year after year. I'm glad to be your friend. And it's funny, like if you listen to this podcast, you might think sometimes it might sound like an infomercial because we're talking about our group, <laughs> right? But really, it's just like our favorite thing to talk about because it's helped us so much. So True. we're just talking yeah. about our lives and FOE is a big part of our lives and uh, just want to share it with the world. So thanks for listening today. All the information will be in the show notes and we'll catch you next week. See you in the Path to Excellence Facebook group. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's Path to Excellence podcast. Join the free Facebook community Path to Excellence and then head on over to fraternityofexcellence.com and join now.